So hi, y'all. Welcome to Deconversion Therapy, the podcast. This is Bonnie down in hot-ass Florida. <laughs> and this is Karen in hell. And this is yeah. part two to the satanic panic. Yeah. We've got um, all sorts of platforms that you can look at stuff on. Although Instagram and TikTok are the best, to be honest. I will agree um, there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love that Karen gets a whole bunch of comments on her Instagram. Not well, not Instagram are always positive comments for the most part, but mm-hmm. TikTok, the people are out there going, Clearly, you're not saved and you never knew the gospel. And I feel sad for you. Yes, and I love it. <laughs> and it's so fun because I don't know if you saw recently, but every time a man tells me, like, you need to do this and believe in the gospel and ret- All I do, click on his profile, look who he's following, and I see some videos I don't usually see. You mean like... Oh, like they're always following young, nubile girls doing ass shaking. So I'm (laughs) like, so you're coming to me. Let me show everybody because I'm sick of it. Clean up your house. Um Let me pause my twerking video to piss on (laughs) some white lady. Right. I don't like that she talks with authority. (laughs) I like the women to do what I like. (laughs) Ah, So anyway, welcome to another episode of Two Women Not Doing Anything That You Like. And Bonnie and I have known each other since we were one year old. Uh, You can find out all about us on other things and do and do those things. But right now, this is part two to being satanic. Yeah. We ended with Geraldo Rivera. He's still out there. He's still making claims. He's all this. But we're talking about how talk shows and media were really getting people in, scared to death of Satan. Yeah. And this is a time when there were a lot more Americans saying that they were Christian. So it's even more explosive. But something comes on the scene, Bonnie, that will change the world forever. And it's called the popularity of Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, I thought you meant Seinfeld. We're not up to that yet. No. (laughs) But wait, going back to but going back to that, like I I love thinking of the kids now watching Seinfeld because it's still funny, still, you know kind of current looking, even though it's pretty old. And yeah. when the network executive asks George, why is anybody going to watch this show? And he says, because it's on TV. <laughs> like, that's how it used to be, people. It really did. <laughs> that's absolutely it. So no matter what trash they were putting out there, we were scooping it up. And anything yeah. with satanic panic, we're like, oh, my God, that's so right. Except Um, the Partridge family. If you said, why are you watching this? I would say, because they are my people. (sighs) Yeah. Bonnie just, she lives in another planet. Loved, loved, loved the Partridges. Yeah. And they had a big family, and you didn't have a big family. And you were like, one day. It's not a negative. (laughs) Shut up. I know they were my fake family. Well, the funny thing is, the things I was obsessed with were like um, 
the wilderness ones where like kids grow up on their own with bears and stuff. So I obviously wanted the opposite. I wanted like, I am sick of this house. All right, so Dungeons and Dragons comes along, and everyone who never had sex and never wanted to was playing it. And they were rolling these dice. And there were. I think they only had one die, but it had 20 sides. I. Listen, that's satanic in itself. So, kids were playing. Wait, wait. Okay, so do you even know what Dungeons and Dragons was? Because I didn't for the longest time. I I briefly know. I know <laughs> that it's a role-playing game. Yeah. So you're putting on an act, which is different than other games. And yeah. if you and I were doing it, uh, there we always like acted out things and pretended we were this and that. But I think I don't think we could no, have no, done no, it not seriously. Like no, no, I would have been laughing like, what's that voice you're doing? <laughs> but Why you got that, a hat on, you idiot? Right? But that guy on TikTok who speaks into the voice uh, changing thing, the Kevin, what is his name? Kevin? Kevin Thornton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So he rocks my world and he talked about uh, when he was a kid, all he wanted was Dungeons and Dragons. And so he finally got it. And he's like, he opened the box it's just a die and a pencil or something like that he didn't even know what it was that he wanted so bad that's it like we were all like we hear it we heard the talk on the playground we need this we need that the other funny thing i wanted to tell you was we had a meeting with some writer at one point and these dungeons and dragons games would go on for like months they would play it and then the story would just keep continuing and so this guy, he said, just one night of playing Dungeons and Dragons out of nowhere, my brother killed my character. And I was like, what? What is happening? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's like, I just couldn't play anymore. It's like, I don't know what happened. After months, I, just boom, you're not in this anymore. Wow. See, Isn't that weird? I just do that. That's the beginning. And when Bonnie talks about... <laughs> Being in a meeting with the writers, Bonnie was in Hollywood. So talk about Satan. Talk about Satan. <laughs> <laughs> talk about a dungeon. <gasps> so Dungeon and Dragons, everyone, you know, it had a dragon head. So of course you have like all this, the mystical part. People are pretending to be something they aren't. There's a lot of Satan in there. And unfortunately, there was a news story. So there was a kid named James Egbert. He was 16 or something, and he went missing. This is like in 1982. And he used to play Dungeons and Dragons a lot. And later, unfortunately, he had unalived himself. And even his family believed this thing that it was related to Dungeons and Dragons. Like he'd been caught up in it, and Satan somehow got him, and Later, it was revealed he just had a lot of stressors in life. He was a really smart kid and just pressure, etc. and being a teenager. But the story got so blown up that it sort of like the thing with um, Mikey, the life cereal kid. Oh, yeah. There was this kid on a commercial eating cereal, and then there were rumors that he died from eating Pop Rocks. And Coca-Cola at the right. same time. Right. Which you can imagine, that would hurt. It's <laughs> a lot of shit going on in your throat. 
<laughs> what if it popped when it was in your poop and it came out in the toilet? Okay. Unbelievable. Always turns to poop talk. That's me. <laughs> So there were all the the hysteria that went with this was so big that there was actually a movie produced called Mazes and Monsters oh, about this get, young kid. Where'd they get that title? And they had a young, just starting out Tom Hanks in the lead role. Mm. So like these were big things that people were putting out that was scaring the shit out of everyone. <laughs> and... Along came our favorite, a Mike Awarnke, which we discuss in when we were just babes in episode 12. Do you remember him and talking about him? Yeah, and I still don't understand how, uh, what, it, he, what did he know about Satanism? Everything? Everything, Bonnie. He knew uh, everything. So and then he decided to switch organizations. So all he was doing was going from like one advertising agency to another. <laughs> I'm like, and I was at BBDO, and now I'm going to go to McCann. I'm rewatching <laughs> Mad Men. That's where my advertising. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I am rewatching Mad Men, so that's my analogy so for you're the stuck <laughs> in that. Yes. Well. Mike Warnke, just the the brief quick notes is he was a quote unquote comedian. And you'll understand if you listen to him while wow, that's in quotes, Christian comedian. And he came on the scene because he'd written a book called The Satan Seller. And it was on like the New York Times bestsellers because he used to be a satanic priest. Then he turned his life over to God. And now he's touring churches and he... It's just like this scruffy guy. It's all bad. It's all bad. The jokes are bad. You can't just stop being a Satanist. You've got to go with someone else. Oh, I'll just go go with Jesus. I'll go with God. And there, that's going to come back into this whole story, Bonnie. You're insightful and profound. I can hear you mocking me with that tone. Go ahead. But it's true. It's true. So Mm. Mike Warnke did the gambit. He did the whole, when the church has a newsletter called Moments of Sunshine, it would also have, and come this Saturday to hear Mike Warnke. And that would spread. And all the other churches were like, I want this guy to come. And so we had him come, but you didn't go see him. And I did. And I, of course, believed everything because everyone did. We all believed this asshole who, (laughs) come to find out, he had never been in the Satanist church, nor a high priest, nor a comedian. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on a minute. Let's go back to how do you know I didn't go see Mike Warnke? Did I tell you that? I think you did in our last, in our you episode. Know I have no memory of who I saw and who I didn't see. <laughs> well, then I will tell you. <laughs> I you was like, not. you know who's not here tonight? Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, I was praying for you probably during that time. You were, yeah. you were fading away from God's holiness. But there was I a saw Jerry of- Clower. Oh, well, that that equals out. You can only do one. So Warren Keyes started talking about things that I'd also heard of talked in whispers around our youth group. And that was what you said 
in the last episode about children being bred to be child sacrifices and that they were in these houses in like dog cages. I believe this. This fucked me up so much. And of course, this was also blending with the time of stranger danger. Mm -hmm. Kids suddenly disappearing and ending up on milk cartons. So you open Mm -hmm. your fridge and they're like, you didn't have choices of milk. You were drinking gelatinous whole milk. Um, And there's a picture of little Billy on it. Everyone saw it across the nation. So all this stuff is going into your brain and you're going, wait, missing children? Children being sacrificed. Yeah. We know what's going on. Stranger danger. But the thing is, I, I, it seems like it was all a cover for just people being awful. Like exactly. You don't have to worship Satan. Kids were in cages and they got rescued, but, they're, but God, leave Satan out of it. Right, and those they're were just... usually their own parents or grandparents oh, doing so gross sad. things. Yes, it's true. Yeah, but absolutely, they were just trying to explain away. Hey, we've all just sort of discovered on a national scale, you know, terrible abuse, and this fits our narrative, and we need to bring the the country back to God. And this all works. You know, it makes sense in our brains. You know what else? It just occurred to me. We were talking about the evolution of news shows and and such. So yeah, you've got a half an hour to fill on the national news. You're going to put it with the most important stuff. But then once more shows start up, they've got to get stories. Mm -hmm. So they're going to finally go chase down these weird ass stories and yeah, that it had probably been going on so much longer than we realized. I don't think that, you know, all this right. garbage happened just uh, on our watch. <laughs> I think it was Definitely probably going not. on years before and no one knew about it because there just uh, wasn't anybody out there looking for a story. But weren't we the center of the universe? Doesn't every story begin and no. end up? Oh. Our parents' generation were the center of the universe. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so in school, even all of us were getting like the stranger danger talks. But church was like a huge influence on America, obviously still is. But then it was more about power because of the population that was going. So all this stuff was filtering through that Satanism was true, even in the mainstream churches like Southern Baptists that like to get away from any kind of supernatural stuff um, because they didn't want people talking in tongues because that would interrupt the preacher who had worked on his sermon a long time. So, but, Damn it, I've been working on this delivery. (laughs) I've got three points that start with a PH this time. That's right. And it's going to blow people out of the water. Um, So, yeah, this is when people started making their money and their living being like, hey, I know stuff about Satan. Uh, How do I get paid? And that is Mike Warnke. And then... Here comes more assholes. And we start <laughs> How do I hearing, get paid? <laughs> we start hearing about backmasking. 
And I remember going to youth group, and I guess there was some type of table off to the side, because I remember someone bringing in a recorder with a Bob Larson tape that, you know, played the stuff backwards. Mm -hmm. And again, we have an episode about how rock music, when you play it backwards, says, Karen is God, Karen is God, or whatever they wanted to believe. Well, it kind of, (laughs) it made me listen to more Led Zeppelin. Because you wanted to hear it? Well, I never thought, I never knew who Led Zeppelin was growing up because we listened to, you know, like top 40 stuff mm-hmm. and they really weren't well represented <laughs> yeah <laughs> on you know let's why, see the boys if you play that backwards right. <laughs> um so so when when we had you know the chance to to hear that in youth group i was like oh led zeppelin and then people would go oh i love led zeppelin i'm like oh really and then i was like well You know, if other people in the youth group are listening, maybe I should hear some more Led Zeppelin. It's weird how they (laughs) didn't think that through. (laughs) See, and you and I, obviously, were in different crowds because I was scared. I was scared of Led Zeppelin. I was scared Mm -hmm. of Rush. Rush, I felt very demonic for some reason. And don't forget, Bonnie, Knights in Satan's service, Kiss, yeah. That's what we were told it stood for. Like yes. everyone was looking for some BS, you know, to spread around. In fifth grade, that's when I heard that because some parent got upset because our teacher had prizes to give away if you were good. And one of one girl in our class was like, I've been good this many days. I'm going to exchange it for a pack of kiss trading cards and give it to my boyfriend who was not being good and didn't have any, <laughs> any whatever the opposite of demerits were. <laughs> and um, somebody got upset that they that she was giving out kiss trading cards from, you know, what was supposed to be a Christian school. Mm, I remember. And then I was like, oh, who's kiss? See, (laughs) Bonnie's just like, oh, what's math? She just jumps into whatever. I was very, like, that scary to me. And then when I would see their faces, of course, I would see demonic Images, even though they're sort of just goofy now. Um, but yeah, and they, the heels, like everything just yelled. You mean their outfits? Bad stuff. Their outfits. Their outfits, they wore very high heeled, like thigh high boots mm-hmm. that are sassy for today. But I have something else about that. There was this, there was one video <laughs> that I was watching with like snippets the best of Satanic Panic in the media. Mm-hmm. And this guy was showing a picture of the four guys in Kiss. And like mm-hmm. Gene Simmons had a very pronounced cod piece <laughs> with, yes. his, with his outfit. <laughs> But the guy says, but let me tell you what the guy said. He's pointing it out, and in his very deadpan voice, he goes, and as you'll see here, and he points to it, certain parts of their uniforms accentuate (laughs) the genitals of a male. (laughs) I just like that kiss our uniforms. (laughs) Dude, don't be insulting. (laughs) 
And which one had a really long tongue? I mean, it Gene was Simmons. freakish. It was freakish. He was a real asshole on the Terry Gross show. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I was all like, stay away because you can pick up demons and Satan through just listening or looking. Yeah. Like you don't want to get near it. But of course, Bunny, she doesn't <laughs> dip course. the toe in. <laughs> like, she dips the cod piece in. <laughs> Where do I hear this kiss? Uh, <laughs> they had they had some pop songs though. You didn't have to go into like the deep rock to get. They kiss were crossing songs. over. Yeah, they. You could hear a little I bit rock of it, and but roll you all night. Yeah, you've got to go deep if you wanted to hear um, Judas Priest or Metallica or anything like that. You had to switch the station and go to the lower hundreds. Yeah, you weren't going to be listening to Casey's Top 40. No. So (laughs) Bob Larson, one of the main, but there were other people who were like, I'm going to spend my life playing records backwards and trying to just hear anything I can hear. And guess what? You do. And you did. And even when they play it backwards, after they told you what you're going to hear, you heard it. So there was this guy, separate tangent, on TikTok the other day. There are two people arguing in the comments, and one's like, I'm praying that tonight when you dream, you dream of an angel. And I'm like, I should have said, I'm going to dream. I'm going to pray that, you know, Satan sends you a dream that has a chicken in it. Because once you implant (laughs) something in someone, they're more likely you know, to have that. And so that's what this backmasking was, trying to get people all scared that Satan is going after the teens and that some of these rock groups that love Satan and dressed all scary, they weren't putting these things in purposefully. They were just singing and Satan manipulates it and puts it in subliminally. Well, and, but Ozzy Osbourne was interviewed by Geraldo again. Geraldo had this giant ass panel of people who he couldn't anywhere give enough time to each of them individually. But of course, Ozzy was kind of a star. So he was like, well, I know that the work that I was putting out, you know, I came from a dark place. My family had no money and we didn't have any prospect of ever doing well for ourselves. And um, he was like, it was a dark place. So, uh... But then they did show a lot of kids in, you know, rock arenas uh, with all of their, um, all their Satan, uh, I don't know, like graffiti that they would put on things. Right, and right. And the, the pen, it wasn't a pentagram. There's some proper word for it. I've been corrected on that before <laughs> by super nerds. It's like a right. pen, pentacle, maybe. Right, right. Um so they and then Geraldo went down some kind of a a graffitied up like alleyway where there was a six 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 on the wall mm. and then there was a pen oh but then in big giant font Aussie <laughs> right, <laughs> like, okay. right. Oh, my God. I just had a memory from high school. Some kid had, you know, taken the chalk for the chalkboard and written Ozzy up there. And underneath it, I wrote and Harriet. <laughs> and that is the saddest thing ever. 
hard to remember. And everybody, if you don't know the show Ozzy and Harriet, check it out. It was black and white. It was like a total family show from the 50s that was played in reruns. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's and so sad. And it was not like Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> and that's it. Like Ozzy Osbourne and um, not Ziggy. Who's the other guy with Alice Cooper? Like all mm-hmm. of these started embracing the satanic because it was counterculture. You know, sort of ideals, and then kids would do it, and it, it was just, it was a silver platter for Christians like this, Bob Larson. Yeah, and they're doing the same thing that the politicians are, I'm like putting all this together as we speak, like, oh, let's go find a whole bunch of people um, who, you know, or something f- for people to latch on to, and oh, we're going to give them the message, and then they... There's like an, a unifying thing mm-hmm. in this whole like oh let's eat a chicken's head or whatever it is and let's drink blood and so right. it just seems like it's oh latch on to this and yeah just yeah conform it's all about nonconformist conformity right you know right. where you feel like <laughs> yeah you're so against it so Bob Larson actually had a two hour weekday call-in show geared mainly to teenagers where he focused on topics such as role-playing games like Dungeons and Dragon and rock music and <laughs> all these terrible things because now they were just saying secular. And this is when secular mm. became such a buzzword in youth groups where it's like, don't listen to secular music. Some might be fine and good, but it's a slippery slope. And if you want to go hear, you know, someone that isn't a Christian like Michael Jackson on the radio, well, the next song could be Judas Priest, and that's bad. So you don't want to listen to it. And so this was when the the lovely baby Bonnie always wanted was born. <laughs> and that is Christian rock music. Oh, gosh. She loves it. Uh, but Barb you know, Larson. Back to the back masking thing, mm-hmm. they also stuck the Beatles in there. Yeah. And I remember going, don't mess with the Beatles. Come on. Come on. Listen, the Beatles said they were bigger than Jesus Christ. So that oh, automatically right. made them satanic. And then they went to that's India right. and had that's that right. phase. So, yeah, they would just go after anything that did something like that. Um, so really, instead of, you're supposed to turn off the Beatles and turn on Carmen. Uh, okay. Stop it. <laughs> we did a hilarious show about Carmen a while ago. But Barb Larson is still around. He talks wacko things. And you can get an exorcism over Zoom for only $300 from him. Wow. You'd think it'd be less. Mm-hmm. Because um, how many hours could it take? 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're, you're exercising bit bat bop. Okay, so there, there are definitely real things that came up against this satanic panic time. There was an 18-year-old named Raymond Belknap and a 20-year-old James Vance that, after a night of drinking, agreed on a suicide pact. And unfortunately, Belknap died and Vance had severe 
Rees, and they sued Judas Priest for $6.2 million because both the young men were such big fans of their music, and there were rumors, probably by Bob Larson, that there were hidden back mass messages that said, do it and let's be dead, hidden in songs like Better By You, Better Than Me. Um, So there was actually a civil case in 1990, and audio experts would show up to these different things. They would play the songs backwards, forwards, different speeds, and eventually, thank goodness, uh, the judge ruled that they did not prove that Judas Priest could be sued for telling innocent people to do this. There just was no proof. But it didn't matter because people kept seeing things where they weren't, including a another Ohio evangelist. Like, Ohio was hot on the <laughs> satanic panic. So they said that in a 1960s television sitcom that I never would watch and looked boring and was also in black and white, Mr. Ed with the talking horse, Horse. contained demonic messages like, the source is Satan, and (laughs) someone heard this song for Satan. And um, they said the producers probably didn't do it on purpose. It was just Satan, you know, just putting these wacky things. Although editors have quite a sense of humor. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Do you remember all like the Disney things where people started (laughs) slowing down the films and would find a penis? And it's like, oh, that's there. That's there. (laughs) Oh, there's no denying there's a penis there. (laughs) (laughs) So this is when Christian music grows and Bonnie goes and buys out all the albums. (laughs) So two of the main ones I remember were Keith Green who, I mean, I liked both of these people. I thought they were good people. And Larry Norman. And Larry Norman had a song called Something. But I do know the lyrics. It oh, was, it was like, like, Why should like the George devil? Harrison's song? <laughs> Something? <laughs> Something. It was Why Should the Devil Have All the Good Music? And it was, it was a jam. And some of the lyrics were like, I know what's right, I know what's wrong, I don't confuse it. All I'm really trying to say is, why should the devil have all the good music? And I feel good every day. woo Because Jesus is a rock and he rolled my blues away. Oh, I was just no. singing it in the kitchen for my husband. And I think he, he loved it. He loved my voice, the timber of it. Uh, There's so also a when, song yeah. called Life is a Rock and the Radio Rolled Me. Oh. Is that it? Copyright mm. infringement? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> How can we fit rock and roll into a different sentence? But yeah, this is when, you know, there was these alternatives to secular stuff because now Satan's everywhere. Satan's in the radio. Satan's on the television. Satan's in your board games. Um the graffiti that was going on everywhere, which they really were doing. You know, kids were like, hey, I'm going to do this pentagram and freak people out, the old people. And they did. Yeah. When you said Satan's everywhere, I was thinking of that jingle. Satan in the morning, Satan in the night, and Satan at supper time. He was really seeping in. and like I'm a, everywhere. 
Like I said before, like I would go in my pantry and turn around the Underwood deviled ham because they had a little Satan on it. I was so petrified. That's what somebody on the comment said. They said, oh, every time I read this, I see satanic picnic. Um. And another person said back. Oh, what do they serve at the satanic picnic? Deviled ham? <laughs> Deviled eggs? <laughs> That's right. And like, you know that they call... Deviled eggs now, angel eggs. I, it's oh, all ridiculous. So it's all like it, there was just a fear, and it goes back to, damn God, why did you invent <laughs> a being that would so quickly turn against you and be all powerful like this? Because he's way more powerful than God. So this other thing I remember. So some of my first demon visits were when I was young, and I didn't realize till about a year or two ago. I mean, Mm -hmm. I knew it wasn't demons about 20 years ago, but that so many people were experiencing this and it was a phenomenon and it was sleep paralysis interpreted as demons. What does that mean? Sleep paralysis? So I even know of someone who wrote for sleep.com and she just did an article called What's a Sleep Paralysis Demon? Find out what's really going on when you have a, quote, visit from a nefarious nighttime creature. And I was like, what the fuck? I didn't know this was so universal. So sleep paralysis is you wake up, but you can't move. Mm -hmm. And when I was a kid, that would happen a lot. And I interpreted it as a demon holding me down. I would pray four hours so hard, like, Jesus, protect me. Jesus, put you know, a dome of protection around me. And I would, I felt that I had to say Jesus's name out loud because Satan can't be in your mind. So you have to speak it. It was just a whole, whole fucked up thing. And, and as I didn't we, realize so many people were going through it. Well, and as we were reminded in our conversation when you and your husband came to town last week, you were so far away from your parents in your house. <laughs> like it wasn't just it was a so split sad. bedroom floor plan. No. It was it was they had to like send you a map to get all the way to your parents' house. So you were very much in the wilderness, like asking Hell Jesus yeah. for help if you were paralyzed. <laughs> we were laughing because the best way to describe it is that my house was sort of a U-shape, and my parents were at one end. I was all the way in a tiny... They turned it into a storage closet. People after that were just like, oh, look at this tiny closet. I was in that, and in between it, I could look over to my parents through the window at their window. Through a and courtyard. Like a, a courtyard with, like, trees and leaves and all this stuff. So when I was scared, there was no way I was getting out of bed by myself and walking in the dark that whole way. (laughs) I was horrified. So you really were counting on Jesus. (laughs) I was. I mean, my whole childhood was that. It was, I was scared to death all the time. Um, But yeah, I didn't know it was such a, a thing, and I'm sure it's because it seeped into society, I guess, that that is 
Well, at night, when the lights go off, everyone would see shadows and figures when you're a kid. So that, of course, is what I thought was happening. I still wake up, and um, my first thought is, oh, my God, I haven't taken the pill that I need to take every day to stay alive. What? <laughs> See, at least mine's not up. psychological as yours. I still wake up in the panic of I haven't been taking my pill. Do you take pills to keep you alive? No. <laughs> but that's the thought that comes up every time I wake up in like some kind of panic dream. I'm thinking that needs a lot of looking into. So when this came, you know, when everyone's talking about Satan, all this stuff is happening, chick tracks, which again, we have done a whole thing about, that comes about. And that's when Joseph Chick, I don't know his first name, (laughs) is like, you know what's going to help combat Satanism? Bad cartoons. (laughs) (laughs) Or scary as shit cartoons. Yeah. And God. they really were, I mean, they were like, you yeah. know, Satan is in He-Man and the Smurfs and all this. We're going to make a Christian cartoon everyone's going to love. And it was <laughs> not. And of course, then this is the time when people also write books. And they wrote this present darkness, Frank Peretti, scared the shit out of a lot of us. Uh, Bonnie didn't read it. She went to Christian, <laughs> etc. And it was, it was about spiritual warfare. So there we go again. Satan, angels fighting, fighting. Oh my God! And well, even even Star Wars was the good force and the bad force. Yeah, I mean it's a it's an old traditional thing where mythology was the good and the bad. The, you know we have. Everything has always existed on that plane, even before the Bible came, with the good and the bad. And it still keeps going. But we really bought into Satan wanting to take over the earth. So everything that we experienced was God winning or Satan winning. Every piece of music, every (laughs) fucking thing had demons in it or didn't. And because we had such limited information coming through to us, yeah, we couldn't look any of this stuff up. We believed everything that was on television. I went through this whole thing about how demons can attach to things. So then, of course, you're super careful of everything that you buy from thrift stores. I mean, people were against that because it could have demons in it. Um, And it, the satanic panic even influenced the dress code. So when schools began doing dress codes, they did it a lot in response to the satanic, scary t-shirts of Ozzy Osbourne, Judas Priest, etc. They were scary, and they were very intricate with their artwork. It was I didn't care for. No, I didn't like it either. Mm -mm. So they had that, and then, of course, it's like, well, we also, what's from Satan is promiscuity. So Mm -hmm. them girls pull down, you know, have your skirts longer, don't show your, your shoulders and all this. So satanic panic was really seeping into everything 
including then Halloween. Oh, and we did an episode on that oh, I too. Did on those. <laughs> Holla, got a ween, so does Jesus. You got a Jesus ween. <laughs> We've done it on that, and that is again when it also became like, oh, this is witchy, this is terrible, let's do a harvest party, a fall festival, and, you know, this is really when Satan is out. It's his holiday. He's really into it. Um, Don't dress as any scary things. These were all being (laughs) topped on the pulpit. Just dress as slutty versions of things. That's right. (laughs) Sexy nurse, fine. (laughs) (laughs) So we had these things that we really, as communities, were sort of watching out for. And anyone who was on the side of wearing all black all the time, they were goths, they wore trench coats, they'd been taken over by Satan and you shouldn't hang out with them. They were playing Dungeons and Dragons. There was a lot of that stuff that people were worried about. And out of this came the West Memphis Three. Do you know about the West Memphis Three? No, I'm still, I'm still stuck on when you said wearing all black because I realized I didn't wear anything black until maybe I was 22 mm-hmm. and out of college. And I went to Sunday school and somebody, I had to wear something of my mom's and somebody in the singles Sunday school said to me like, Oh, black is really your color. And I was like, what? Oh, (laughs) I got a compliment. (laughs) Like there was something negative though about wearing black when we were kids. Yeah, there really was. Like it was this whole dark feeling and then you go to New York and realize oh they don't wear (laughs) colors very much there um so no one wanted to look slimming and black (laughs) so the the Memphis three there was a terrible murder of children uh two or three boys I I don't want to get into the details it was in Memphis it was in the 80s uh I think could be the 90s and There were three young kids arrested. They were Mm -hmm. kids that joked and talked about Satan. They played Dungeons and Dragons. They wore black, all this stuff. And they Mm -hmm. ended up really just getting arrested for town gossip. Check into these guys. They're spooky. They're scary. I know that they do devil meetings in the same (laughs) woods that you found the kids. So they arrest these three guys, and so it was Damien Eccles, Jesse, Miss Kelly, and Jason Baldwin. And, I mean, they were young. It was 1994. Uh, People were talking about them a lot. And then there was, like you said, sort of this coerced confession yeah. One of the guys fell for it. He had a lower IQ um, and some learning developments. Next thing you know, they're in jail. And it was years before people started going like, wait a minute. I, I have a feeling they might not have done exactly what they, what they said. Yeah. And in fact, there were lots of people who started making films about it. And there were 
celebrities that were jumping in going, wait a minute, I'm not sure you guys have the right people. We, especially musicians. Well, because they're satanic. <laughs> right. <that's laughs> they would right. be defending anybody. Kiss is like, they're fine. They're fine. They're fine. The other way. <laughs> <laughs> but artists like Steve Earle, Tom Waits, uh, Henry Rollins, um, other members of the Black Flag, people who actually dressed that way and were like, listen, you can be into this stuff and not kill people. You don't yeah. have any evidence. And then there was one, a young cutie that, not sure about now, named Johnny Depp, who came out and brought them to media attention, saying, you know, this doesn't define them. There's no evidence. Those guys were innocent, and they were in jail for 18 years. 18? Oh, we're going to get into... All the arrests and all the sentences because there were thousands of years where people suspected of satanic stuff that wasn't true have done jail time. And it's unbelievable. And people need to really know how much people believe this stuff and how circular it started being because... Same, same today. It is still fucking going on, and we're going to talk about some of the court cases and how it relates to today and the insurrection and all that shit in the next and episode. And QAnon. That's it. I wasn't going to say that because once you say that in the mirror three times, yeah, oh, conjure it. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode. Yeah, bye, guys. Bye.